Christina Roderick. Motherfuckers, it's time for the happiest happy hour of all happy hours here at MutinyRadio.fm at 6 o'clock. It's Friday. We've got comedians. They're excited. They want to do jokes for you. They want you to laugh and have a good time. Uh, This is how it works. When you hear the horn, you have a minute. Uh, I do it on the radio because then everyone knows if you run the light. Ha ha ha. Cute little comedian joke there. Uh, All right. We're going to get it started. This happens every Friday from 6 to 8. Uh, bringing you... And it's funny tonight because there is not... There, there's only one lady on the entire lineup today. Uh, I think it might have to do with another open mic happening in San Francisco that's uh, all about ladies and stuff. But we have one lady on the list tonight. That's crazy to me. It is a sausage party here tonight. And I mean that in a much better way than that piece of dog shit movie that came out. Your first comedian is not a piece of dog shit. He is a nice guy. He's come all the way from down in San Jose. Uh, That place is boring and everyone there uh, is kind of square, but not this comedian. He's leapt out of the box and he's here to make you laugh, clap wildly, and uh, be crazy. It's Faco! Hey guys, sorry to keep you waiting. I had a joint in my mouth. And I'm not talking about an elbow. Is that a joint? No? All right. Public schools, guys. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> you good, uh, you good. So uh, what's cool is, you know, doing comedy, I do it at a bunch of different places. I did it at a gay club not that long ago and I was with you uh, with the all I was the only straight comedian and we hanged out all night it was hella dope guys and um they they really wanted to get close to me and they said hey come on tell us what's up what's in your mind what's up what you been thinking about at night <laughs> right and I said okay you want to know I was like you want to know okay man sometimes I'm just like I think about how much I miss just holding hands with a girl Sometimes I just think about how much I miss holding a girl in my arms at late at night. And then they all looked at me and they said, man, you sound like a faggot. <laughs> You're okay, Zach. Thanks. New <laughs> next joke. Um, I smoke, hey, Diamond Dave, what's up, Diamond? You still hanging strong. adventure of life the same adventure of life coming through hanging in and hanging out realizing we're all in this together hell yeah guys give it up for diamond dave <laughs> this guy's the root of this place diamond dave you rock man 
Okay. Uh, 2017's going okay with me, guys. How about with you? All right. Uh, something good happened. My favorite holiday fell on the same day as the favorite, my favorite, uh, the day my favorite band formed. So I celebrate it together, and I call it Martin Luther Queen Jr. Day, guys. <laughs> Weed, burritos, carnitas, nachos. You ever had pozole, guys? Yeah. Pozole is hella good. It's basically a Mexican stool. A stew? I'm stool. <laughs> stew? Mexican stew? I like pozole. Uh, surprisingly, I like putting sriracha sauce in the pozole. It makes me feel like that, you know? So, yeah. But, yeah, guys. I'm kind of a big deal, guys. <laughs> At hometown buffets, people know my name, Nug. You know, they know my name. You know, uh, my greatest achievement is uh, in seventh grade, I got the highest score in Oregon Trail. Guys, I got a certificate, dog. I beat everyone out, guys. Everyone survived. <laughs> no one died of malaria. All right, guys, thanks for listening. My name is Faco. I appreciate it. Faco, saving everyone from dysentery. No one died of a snake bite. I actually taught junior high, and that was like the best 45 minutes of my day was when we just put them in front of computers and got to like go do whatever else and not interact with those crazy junior high kids. Your next comedian. He, a long time ago, used to teach children. I don't know if he still does, but he had some of the best jokes about just motherfucking children and their jam hands and their disgusting habits. Uh, I, I hope that he still hates children as much as he used to. You guys are going to love him right now, though. Everybody, it's Josh Argyle! Oh, keep it going for Pam Benjamin, guys! Yeah! I do still work with kids. I work with an emotionally disturbed classroom, which is just saying that I am a bouncer for fourth graders. Most of my day consists of me going, hey, why don't you do your long division? And them going, hey, fuck off, fatty. And I'm going, okay, fair enough. Good talk. I saw my neighbor get arrested yesterday, and it was the happiest I've been in weeks. Like, I shouldn't have been happy. I don't like the police military complex, but... Fuck this guy. He was one of the guys who, like, played Bob Marley's Three Little Birds all fucking day. It's gonna be all right. No, it's not. At six in the morning, my dog shit on the carpet. Fuck you. He would alternate, alternate that and then smash mouth. It's like, yeah, you should be in jail. Just uh, go. And he got arrested. And he got arrested by undercover cops, which should have been tight. It should have been like, holy shit, this is like watching 24. This is fucking dope. But it wasn't. Because in your mind's eye, you're like, yeah, undercover cops come, they come in like this giant black SUV, they fucking zip tie the dude, and they get out of there. No, I don't know if it was budget cuts or just because my apartment complex sucks, but I watched four cops in full SWAT regalia pull up in a 1987 Honda Civic. Really takes the majesty out of that. Just four dudes crammed in there like Mario Kart, just sitting. 
Three of the cops got out, guns drawn, like, you know, he was a fucking skinny white dude, no shirt, and Star Wars pants, so he's going to cause some shit, so guns drawn. And they come out, and three of them jump out, and I'm like, oh, dude, there were four of them, where's he at? The other guy is the driver, he's still in the car, because he's trying to get the key out of the ignition, because he's driving a 1987 Honda Civic, and they fucking get stuck. And at this time where I should have been like, oh my God, the police military complex is destroying America. I should really say something and speak up about it justice. The only thing I could think to say was, dude, you got to jiggle the key. It's an 87 for Christ's sake. Jiggle it clockwise. I don't know, man. Let's, uh, let's get weird, guys. Um, get weird and personal. Anybody in an interracial relationship? Yeah, fuck yeah, buddy. Yeah, you guys, fuck yeah. I am, my girlfriend is black, and I am a, um, a hobbit man made out of bread dough, so that is, which be, you should, like, you should be with somebody different than you, like, if you, like, go take a trip to England and finds out when you just completely just, like, they are the human version of wiener dogs, so you gotta fuck somebody who looks different than you, like, just do that, but, you know, and it's 2017, it should be, like, totally cool to be with someone who's different than you, but a lot of times it's fucking not, especially in the Bay Area. And we like to fuck with people to see how really liberal and tolerant people are. So me and my girlfriend like to go down to the park and read. I have a Malcolm X biography. She has an Ann Coulter book. We sit down on a park bench, hold hands and eat tacos and watch people's minds explode. <laughs> Dude, it's the shit. It's like being with someone different is awesome because they open you up to new things and new experiences. Like I'm watching a lot more like cool documentaries now. Like, she, my girlfriend watches, like, smart documentaries. I, like, my documentary viewing is, like, 50-50, like, shows about how to make candy and shows about aliens. That's all they are. <laughs> Just the DVR of a diabetic conspiracy theorist. That's all it is. We watched a documentary about the Ku Klux Klan, and it was insane because the narrator came on. He was like, anybody you know could be in the Ku Klux Klan in 2017. Your mother, your brother, your father your nephew, even someone as unassuming as, and the camera pans out to reveal a grown man in his mid-40s in cut-off jean shorts, an America love-it-or-leave-it sleeveless t-shirt, a long red beard, long red, I will totally do cocaine in your El Camino sideburns, and he is chainsaw carving a bald eagle. And the announcer goes, who would have thought Tim's in the clan? Dude, I don't know fucking everybody. Holy shit. He's chainsaw carving eagles at the end of the cul-de-sac. Put two and two together. That's in my time, guys. Have a good night. Sitting in the chat and I'm like, where you at? You don't need to He murders the stage. Yes. Oh, that was very funny. Yay, Josh Argyle. You got many guffaws in it, and I'm so happy. Uh, your next comedian, I don't know if he's here because I don't actually know him. Um, no bull, I don't know him. Is Alex, did Alex Bull make it in time? Is he here yet? No? Okay. He's new, I just don't know who he is. Your next comedian is here. However, uh, we know him at Mutiny Radio because he shows up all the time. Yay! Uh, so clap widely, everyone, for Zach Pierce. Oh. Why is you faking? No, you fake. I know you can't do it, and I know that you take and try to send me. What's up, guys? Hello? How's it going? For sure. So, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah, very sad. We lasted a long eight weeks for first relationship. Uh, yeah, I was just afraid to talk to girls 
for a while, but uh, then I am not anymore, so I had a girlfriend for eight weeks, and it, it was great, but uh, I don't know, it was just like the distance thing, like, she lived like 50 miles away from me, so I'd always have to like drive out to her, and uh, you know, we were doing it, you know, but we couldn't... <laughs> couldn't do it at her parents' house because that's weird and I didn't have enough money for a nice hotel so we just did it at Hotel Prius <laughs> in the back of the car. But uh, it was kind of weird because I drive for Lyft so the next day my customers don't know that they're just sitting on love and passion and whatever comes out of a vagina. <laughs> it was fun learning about that. Now I'm back in the FAP dungeon where I was born and raised. It's where comedians are born. <laughs> Spend long hours grinding it out there, riding away, fapping away. But yeah, you know, I don't know. It was fun in Hotel Prius. We had some good times. Uh, you know, one time the condom disappeared on us. That was kind of a scary moment. I was like, where is the condom? Is it in the front lobby of Hotel Prius? Wasn't there. <laughs> Wasn't on the floor anywhere. Turns out it was in the vagina, which is it's very uncomfortable. I had to play a game of operation and I had to get it out and I was like, oh, maybe I'll hit the G spot this time. But yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Uh, kind of scared me a lot, but uh, yeah, ready to start pumping away any day now. <laughs> Trying to get some more pumps under my belt. I was at four pumps for like two years. Now I'm in the 100 pump category. I want to get into the 1,000 pump category. Trying to trying to level up. That's gonna be good. Yeah, I don't know. I I was afraid to talk to girls for like a lot of reasons, but mostly like you know the thing that prevented me. You know, people have like anxiety or something when they're talking to girls. My thing was that you know I got the kids many till I was 17 years old. So like you know I just didn't hit puberty like until I was the last one to hit puberty. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, so, like, I didn't have the confidence to talk to, like, you know, like, the tall women who were, like, giants to me. Also, just, like, physically, I like to freak dance, and it's weird when you're grinding on girls' hamstrings. So, like, I had to, like, find a good match for me. So, I had to date the other girl in high school who uh, didn't hit puberty also. We were visually appealing. I was 5'1", and she was 4'8". Bunch of mini-me's. We look like middle schoolers. It's very uncomfortable. But, uh, you know, now I grew up to be a medium person, which I'm glad it was, you know, not like six foot tall or whatever, 5'9", pretty average. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to get big at the gym, you know, I'm trying to get yoked, trying to want to get yoked like, the, like a superhero, because right now I look like the vegan version of the Wolverine, so I'm trying to evolve into something cooler. All right, give it up for your host and Muni Radio, guys. Yay, Zach Pierce. It's funny, because I think what you were actually saying was get yoked, but then you said you were a vegan one, so I was like, oh, that makes sense why you wouldn't want to be yoked, because he doesn't eat egg yolks anyways. I just think that the term is yoked, not yoked. Because it, it derives from like when they used to yoke the oxen, and the oxen were big and strong, and they put a yoke on them, which would be the thing that would make them carry more stuff, which is why etymologically you would say that men who worked out were yoked. I don't know how it turned into yoked unless they're thinking yacked, which is sort of getting right back around the horn to the bulls. Is Alex Bull here yet? Because otherwise that was a dumb way to get around to that. Still not here. Cool. Great. 
but me feeling like a genius. Uh, your next comedian, he's a smart guy. We know that because he wears glasses. Is, is Jonah Pollock here? He's not here either. You know who is here. She wears glasses too. She's our one lady of the evening, you guys. Get fucking stoked. Get yoked. <laughs> For Sabrina Miller! You wanna see, but you just with them hops, and I'm looking at these niggas they claim, but they are savage, they ain't even wish. Wow, the only lady here. I kind of feel bad for not being at OMG, but. But, uh. I, I went to the, to, to the Women and Queers open mic on Tuesday, so I feel like I represented enough this week. Plus, I couldn't, I couldn't get there in time, so here I am. Um. Yay. Um. Well, you know, you know, here's a fun fact about me. Let me start off with a fun fact. Uh, Al Gore and I are not two distant cousins on my mom's side, believe it or not. And he wrote an inconvenient truth. I'm living it. <laughs> Just ask my dad. He's like, Sabrina, seriously, stand-up comedy, are you crazy? Why couldn't you just be transgender? And I was like, Dad, come on. Well, you know, at least it's a step up from why couldn't you just be gay? Progress. That's right. Progress. Here we go. So Al Gore, he is decidedly pre-op, but we were born on the same day, March 31st, which guess what? Just so happens to be the National Transgender Day of Visibility. Yeah, I'm not making this up. I'm going to be very visible on that day. And I'm like, Mom, Dad... Like, are you really that surprised? Come on. So, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm gonna be 38 next Friday. Holy shit, there I go, outing myself on stage again. Don't clap for that, oh my God. Wait, do I, do I look 38? Do I, do I look 38? No. No, how, how old do I look? Uh, 33. Oh, come on, just, you're supposed to say like late 20s, that's. <laughs> That's what everybody always tells me. Of course, well, it's that damn spotlight. Anyway, but I get that a lot in like dimly lit bars. You look like you're 25, and I'm like, oh, thank you. But you guys want to know the secret to a youthful skin in your late 30s? All right, I will. Step one, it's not sunscreen. Step one, be born in the wrong body. Important first step. Step two, really easy, just, you know, immerse yourself in gender dysphoria. Yeah, because there is nothing like a daily depression facial for about a quarter century to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. Yeah, apparently a shit ton of depression is worth about three units of Botox. Poor woman's facial. I recommend it your next life. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Holy shit, horrible. You know, I get... Guys say a lot of stupid shit to me. Just some really ignorant ass shit. Forgive my language, I know. This coming, yeah, coming from the, uh, the person who's rocking the whole, you know, librarian with a fuckable face look. I know. Little innocent Sabrina swearing on stage again. But guys say a lot of really just stupid stuff. Um, present company excluded. And this one day, I was chatting with a cisgender male relative who shall remain unnamed to protect the not-so-innocent, and he said, and I quote, well, you know, Sabrina, I've, I've suffered from depression for many years, and I think I can relate to what it's like to be transgender. <laughs> he actually fucking said this, and I was like, no, no, you did not just say that. And he was like, what's the big deal? 
And I was like, I, I so wanted to be like this. I was like, you see my foot? Yeah, can you, uh, can you extrapolate what part of your anatomy is on its current trajectory? Can you do that? He is so lucky. He does not know how lucky he was that I didn't give him, give him an impromptu sex change with a swift kick to his junk with my wedges. And it was like, hey, look on the bright side. You know, at least you're not going to be focused on the second, uh, second coming. You're going to be focused on the second descending of those hairy ovaries you got up there now. Ha, 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 ha. Sabrina's revenge. You know, don't let the, uh, the cheer and enthusiasm fool you. I mean, a lot of times I get really depressed. I get really bummed out. You know, being transgender is hard. And I think it really sucks that I have got not gotten my new birth certificate with the corrected sex on it. And it's because I ran into a snag. I was born in Missouri. Yeah, and boy, oh boy, is this state living up to its nickname, god damn it. I have to go there. I have to travel over 1,500 goddamn miles to, to go before a judge in court. It's basically like, like, show me the vagina. Or, you know, maybe I'll be wearing capris. You know, it could be a warm day. But I'm like, come on, Missouri, seriously. How about a compromise? Can we do another compromise here? All right, how about I send in a letter from the surgeon who performed my gender confirmation surgery along with the vagina selfie, huh? Yeah, there we go. Is that good enough for you, Missouri? Is that fucking good enough? No? God damn it. So you have, a, you have to have a plan B. And my plan B would, descend in, would be to send in the letter along with a picture of us standing side by side. Like, so I, I would be like this. Uh, I'm kind of assuming my uh, favorite gynecological exam pose. And they'd be standing next to me like this, like a thumbs up. You know, like the Fonz, like, hey, I'm Dr. So-and-so, and I approve Sabrina's vagina. All right, my name's Sabrina Miller. That's been my time. Back to your host, Pam Benjamin. Sabrina Miller. Just to remind you guys, when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Your next comedian, he runs an open mic on Tuesdays at OMG and does all kinds of things. He's very, very funny. You guys are going to love him. Clap like you've never clapped before for Greg Gettle. Hey, everyone. How, uh, round of applause. How many comics we have in the audience? Comedians. Did you do this? <laughs> Are you in the front row? <laughs> I got a microphone, and you're like, what? I can't hear you. Uh, that's weird. Uh, no, I don't know. Comedians, like, open mics suck, right? Like, we don't... It's, I don't know, it, just, it reminds me of dating, because like nobody wants to be here, but you know you have to do this and like work on it, because in the future, maybe you'll be happy in the future, but you're suppressed the whole time while doing it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Open mic comedy. Um, it's a pleasure. No, I, I've been dating. I've been doing that. Because uh, well, my, my mom, my, my parents have been pressuring me to find it. They want grandkids. My mom's 60 years old. She's like, Greg, when are you going to find a good girl like your friends? Like, when are you going to find a keeper? And guys, we've all heard of these keeper girls before, right? Yeah, you know the type that they get pregnant? They'll keep it. <laughs> just, just ruin your hopes and dreams. Uh, watch out. They're out there. Usually the ones that don't laugh at that joke. Uh, usually a good way to point them out. Um, no, I, I've been, I, was, I was on a date. We were on our first date, and we were at the dinner table, and we were talking probably about 20 minutes into the date, and she goes into her purse, and she pulls out anal beads, and she says, is this going into you or me? <laughs> right? <laughs> Which, 
like it seems a little forward. Uh, like I, I don't even know your middle name, you know? <laughs> and now we're on anal beads. I feel like we're missing some steps. And the thing is, like, I'm from the Midwest. Like, we don't do anal beads on the first date. We do anal beads on your 30-year anniversary. Like, that's the time to spice up the love life, not on date one. Like, what do you do on, on your 30-year anniversary if you start on date one with anal beads? Like, where, how do you progress? Um, no, but I was talking to one of my local friends about that. They're locals, and they're always a little more open-minded about things. If she, I was like, what? I was telling her about this uh, guy or this girl, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't understand, because like, uh, like, why don't you see that like it's okay? Like, she feels comfortable with you, you know? Like, she's not opening up to her butthole to everyone. Like, she trusts you. I don't understand why you're. I think it's more of insecurity on your own self. And I was like, No, like you can't." I can't go to a date and pull out anal beads in my pocket and say, is this going into you or me? Like, that's not how I'm going to find love. A restraining order, maybe, uh, but not love. I don't know, man. Um, it's just weird dating. Doing, cause I, I don't know about you, but I hate my job. I absolutely hate my job. And it just sucks knowing that I work 40, hour, 40 hours at a bullshit job to take that money to go do an activity and have a worse time. Like... That's all dating is. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I was, like I said, I've been dating, and uh, I, I was uh, I was in the lust phase with this girl. We were dating. We're on our third date. We were in the lust phase of the relationship. And uh, the lust phase, I don't know if you guys know this, but the lust phase is when she talks about her cats, and you say continue. Uh, <laughs> that is the lust phase of the relationship. But no, she was telling me, she was telling me about her, her uh, sister. It was kind of a weird date. She was telling me about her sister, and she was telling me how a month ago, her, her, apparently her sister was kind of a bigger lady, and a month ago, she took a knife, and she stabbed herself three times in the stomach for, like, a cry of help. Yeah. And, like, thank God she's okay. Like, she didn't hit any organs, but, like, but like how depressing is that? Like, realizing you're at least this fat. <laughs> Right? Because that means she, she has to lose this much weight before she can kill herself. Uh, <laughs> very motivating. All right, guys. My name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, everyone. Greg Gettle, everyone. That was like the best suicide joke I've heard in a long, long time. Thank you so much, Greg Gettle. I also... I also um, I also think I have, I'm a, I'm not an, I'm not a racist. I'm a sizist. I'm just, when people are like really, really big, I'm like, how did it happen? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I shouldn't get into my sizist issues. It's never funny because skinny bitches can never make jokes about fat people. Your next comedian just walked in the door. It looks like he hasn't gotten a haircut in a while. He's looking fluffy like a professor. Everybody put your hands together for Jonah Pollock. Is indeed, uh, this look was cultivated uh, with the understanding that Bernie Sanders was going to be president. Right? I was like, you know what? People are going to look at me and they're going to be reminded of free health care and free tuition. And I am totally going to get laid off of that. That's... So Bernie 2020, right? 
I, I did a meditation uh, before this set today. Uh, the form of meditation is called hitting refresh on the internet every 30 seconds on the same five websites. <laughs> Uh, so I'm totally focused, I am present. Uh, there's a form of sexual gratification where douchebags threaten to take away your health care for like seven years, and then they're all reduced to tears, and uh, I'm still coming. Still coming several hours later. Uh, it's, great, it's great to be here. I like to think of this as a drug space that has an art habit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys know, but uh, all these paintings on the wall are actually uh, photographs of people while they were on drugs here. That's, uh, Pam, Pam was once actually 12 inches tall with green eyes, that happened. Um, how's it going? I, I've gotten through, the, through the, the presidency so far with my cats. I've been leaning heavily on my cats. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, like I was talking to my dad today about, you know, the extent to which people know you, and I said cats uh, as one of the groups of people. But uh, my, one of my cats' names is uh, Lexi, which is short for Lexapro, because uh, that's, that's the role she serves in my life. Um, yeah, I, I now have to brush her teeth with chicken-flavored toothpaste. Uh, because the alternative was paying the vet thousands of dollars. <laughs> so, like, remember when they said gay marriage was going to lead to animal marriage? I hope so, because I could really use a copay system. Like, you know, what's one more marriage that's built on respect and mutual care and absolutely no intercourse? Um, right. It's very American. Uh, I've been watching, like, every episode of Star Trek on Netflix recently. Uh, yeah, thinking about the better future. Here's the weird thing about Star Trek. In the future, they've solved poverty. They have faster-than-light travel. They have 3D printers that can make, like, clothing or any food you want, but they haven't, like, stamped out sexual harassment in the workplace. <laughs> like, like, apparently, they, they, they did away with human resources departments in the 24th century. And uh, the, the other thing I love is I, I believe in the idea of Star Trek, but part of the idea of the Star Trek universe is that roughly around right now, the human race destroyed itself before they figured it out. So if like you believe in Star Trek and you love it, you also believe you're definitely not going to see to live the Star Trek future. Uh, I don't know, they say my parents' generation, the baby boomers, they had like, uh, you know, they had a higher standard of living than us, but I feel like my generation has a higher standard of excuses. For, uh, you know, like, I love that I don't plan to be the end of the line genetically, but I feel great comfort in the fact that if I am, it's not my fault, you know? Oh, it's so, uh, that just gets me to sleep every night. Um, I'm trying to like get rid of like my ego, which is probably doing comedy is not the right thing. But like, uh, like I feel like uh, you know heaven for so like you ever just like you're so up in your own shit, you're just like please God, can I be responsible for someone else? And that's how most families in America work, I think. Uh, but uh, I think like my version of heaven is just like taking out other people's trash and like changing diapers on other people's babies and just just being of service. Just please, God, take me, take me from my identity. Um, yeah, I'll leave you on this. So uh, we need to figure out how to sa save education in America, right? How do, we, how do we start things right off from the beginning? And uh, there's one way, which is when I was in kindergarten and I wouldn't sit still, the teachers asked me uh, why I wouldn't sit still, and I told them that was because my parents put beer in my apple juice. 
And uh, that is one more way to get your parents way more involved in your early childhood education. <laughs> so, all right, thank you guys. Jonah Bollock, filling the hole his parents left with cats. I love it. Cats, cats, cats forever. Uh, thanks for being a cat lover. Uh, your next comedian, he's a new guy, and we're excited to see what comes of it, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for Alex Bull. Uh, what's up, Muni? How you guys doing, man? I, you know what? For some time, for some reason, every time I get up and do stand-up comedy, my penis just goes like way into my body for some reason. You know, hold on, just one second. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're we're super good now. Okay. Um, a friend of mine recently told me that having nautical tattoos is not the same thing as having a beach body. Yeah, this same friend of mine, you know, he's super into fitness. He loves to be fit. Like he tr he progress he tracks his fitness on Instagram and shit like that, you know? And guys, he's getting like super, super powerful, like super strong. Fucking loser. Um, but anyway, I mean, he was telling me the other day, he was like, Alex, if you're not putting your full potential at the gym, your gym swag probably isn't right. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? He's like, I'm talking about your gear, queer. And he tossed me an Under Armour t-shirt. <laughs> I accepted the Under Armour t-shirt, reluctant that he called me a queer. And I started wearing the thing to the gym. This thing does not make me feel confident, ladies and gentlemen. If anything, it makes me feel very awkward. The Under Armour t-shirt is basically like a condom for your torso. It's tight, it's uncomfortable, and it's impossible for me to come while I'm wearing it. Well, was it Trader Joe's the other day? You guys like Trader Joe's? That is way too enthusiastic of a response for Trader Joe's. They are not that great. Trader Joe's is on some Gestapo shit, man. I walk in there, everything's fucking Trader Joe's. It's like laundry detergent, Trader Joe's. Okay, sandwich bags, Trader Joe's. Oh, here we go. Altoids at the checkout counter. That can't be Trader Joe's. They're like, ha, we got you. We took the Altoids typeface and we wrote Trader Joe's on our own tin. God damn it. Trader Joe's, you did it again. Trader Joe's is like Whole Foods' retarded little brother who can only say his own name. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I hanging out with some high school friends the other day. That's always fun. It made me uh, remember how much I wish I was homeschooled. And uh, they're here tonight. Uh, and so we're hanging out, man. I got blacked out. I mean, I feel like a lot of comedians talk about blacking out and how they love it so much. They love being a detective in the morning. That shit is not fun for me, man. That's a puzzle I don't want to solve. That's like a 1,000-piece puzzle of one solid color. I'm just going to throw this shit in the trash. So I got blacked out, and uh, me and my buddy took the train home, and... The next morning, I was like, fuck, what happened last night? And I called him. And this is how he tells the story. He was like, man, you were so fucked up last night. You were telling everybody on the train, you were saying, vote for Jill Stein, you fucking pussies. And then you called some old woman the cunt of your dreams. Holy fucking shit. I was like, that's fucking bad, dude. I was telling people to vote for Jill Stein. Oh, my God. Oh, that clown horn. I've always wanted to fuck a clown, so don't play that again or I might get hard on stage. Um, <laughs> I don't have any dead baby jokes. Those are all still in the womb. Hey. <laughs> this is my fourth time doing stand-up comedy. 
Um, I'd like to get to the point in my stand-up career where I say, I lost count of how many times I've done stand-up comedy, right? Because I feel like there's good and bad examples where you've lost count of things, like community food drives I participated in. I've lost count. Or like a really bad one, like number of dudes I blew on Muni. I lost count. Hey, you guys have been a lot of fun. I'm Alex Bull. Thanks for coming out. And I can't wipe a bitch. Alex Bull, everyone. Blowing guys on Muni. Yeah, I hope you're, hope you're getting, getting something out of that. Hopefully some... Good drugs. I wish that uh, Zach Wiseman was here because that would be the good. Oh, did we just make a mess? It's okay. There's a hole in the bottom of the ground. Just stick him in there and then it'll feed the mouse that lives under here. It'll be fine. Those are spicy though, right? So it might kill the mouse. So they're cherry. Oh, but again, good. Mice love cherries. That sounds healthy for the nice little mouse that lives under the floorboards. You, you can see the hole in the ground. Or maybe wash them off with a little bit of water. It'll be fine. Um, I don't see Roman Leo yet. And uh, I don't know who Max Eddie is. Is Max Eddie here? I don't know who that is. He's a person I don't. I haven't met yet. Nor is Adam Gordon. That's the thing is all the men signed up today, so you can't actually count on them to be accountable or responsible for anything they say they're going to do, right? Sure, I'm signed up number eight pre-sign. Of course I'll be there or not. That's fine. It's okay. It's it's fine. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, let's keep going down the list then. Your next comedian, I know he is here. He's here all the time. He actually is here every Wednesday from 10 to midnight because he has a show called The Night Space where he uh, writes every week a really high story and then everybody acts it out and it's a super fun time. He got like 5,000 downloads in his first month so clearly he's doing something right. Uh, Hey, he's also very funny. Everybody, Arden Marchetta. Thank you, Mutiny. It's great to be back. It's great to be here. It's great to be anywhere. Oh, I just took a rip. That was bad idea oh all right anybody else hi yeah all right good there's where my stoners are at so uh i gotta be high because of my anxiety all right because otherwise i just can't function especially because square and the credit card companies have fucked up my job okay uh and it's because there's no good way uh to tell a female customer how to use the card reader like i can't be like yeah so just go ahead and stick it in there yeah, no, go ahead and slide it in there. Put it in there. All right, you put it in too fast. Just pull it out and put it back in. Well, wait for me to tell you to put it in before you go putting it in there. All right, just pull it out put it back in. All right, pull it out, lick the chip, and put it back in. No, lick the chip, not the strip, lick the chip. All right, now put it back in. All right, now wiggle it back and forth. All right, pull it out and put it back. You know, fuck this. Just give it to me. I'll do it myself. God damn. Uh, speaking of not being able to hold a job, uh, I, I'm the wrong man for the job a lot of the time because I used to do events and promotions, and they were looking for female models to go hand out shit in Walmarts. And you figure, eh, you can send a guy to do the same thing. Not so true when it's Jergens Lotion. <laughs> You ever try and get a woman, like, hey, let me pump you out some Jergens here, you know? (laughs) And I'm not the best driver either, so I'm explaining to the cop why I got three cases of this shit in my back seat. And he's either thinking to himself, this is the driest guy I've ever met, the loneliest son of a bitch ever, or he's got some woman in a basement somewhere, you know? 
It rubs the lotion on its skin. I, uh, but yeah, it is hard holding a job, and it's because of my education. All right, everybody, anybody else realize the world's fucked up because of when we teach kids things? All right. Anybody else with me on this? Because when did you learn the important shit in high school? All right. It was history class, and it was World War II, and the Nazis, and all that crap, right? And what, I don't know about the kids today, or myself, or anyone else, but if you give me an iPad and say, it's got 5,000 years of human history on here, go nuts. Yeah, I'm going to go nuts uploading porn onto the thing. <laughs> so I think we should either delay the lessons till they're, you know, able to hold their load for five minutes, or just teach them younger and indoctrinate them all, all right? Or, Converse thought, here we go, just put the really good porn on there already. Right? Like, somebody asked me the other day, Arden, who said let them eat cake? And I said, Marie Antoinette. I said, you're right. How'd you, how'd you know that? I said, because of Let Them Eat Cock, Volume 9. <laughs> it, it's historically accurate. It's really good. I, and I also know that the Mongols invaded Persia because of Genghis Gangbang, Volume 18. <laughs> And it takes 18 volumes to get to Persia, trust me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you've all been a terrific audience, so I'll leave you with something happy. Uh, so anyone else know about if you say, hey Siri, your iPhone can respond to your tablet and all that shit? Yeah, my friend found out, out the hard way because uh, I, f to fuck with her, I said uh, in a text message, hey Siri, find clown porn. And she was in the car, so it read it aloud, to her kid's iPad. Oh. <laughs> On the way to McDonald's. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm paying for a few years of therapy. You all can pay for my therapy, but you've been a terrific audience. I'll give it back to your host, Pam Benjamin. Thank you very much. That was awesome, Arden. Arden, clown porn, McDonald's, changing the lives of the youth. One iPad at a time, you subversive little fuck. Your next comedian. Boy, am I glad I was walking down Hyde Street today. It's actually really funny because I was going to take a bunch of buses. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk down Hyde Street and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the library. I'm just going to do something different. And thank God I made that decision because who did I see on Hyde Street? But someone we haven't seen in a long time. You might know him as Dr. Mandingo. We know him now. We know him as David Hobley. Yay! It's true, guys. They used to call me Dr. Mandingo. You know, I'm trying to, trying to rebrand a little bit. You know? It's true, um, I'm, I'm David, and I, I am a physician, you know? And most people, when they meet me, they're like, David, damn, you're a physician, you know? And then they get to know me, and they're like, David, damn, you're a physician, <laughs> you know? That's what generally happens, guys. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. And you know, I think part of what's wrong with me is um, I'm black, you know? I am, I'm black. But I'm, I'm black from Nebraska. <laughs> And so, so what that means is that I am black enough to intimidate white women, and I am, I am white enough to be intimidated by black women. <laughs> That's black from Nebraska. It's nice to see some black women here. It's nice to see a black woman here. <laughs> it really is. Welcome. Are you a comic or, a, or a, an audience member? Oh, so you're a comic. You're a comic. Well, welcome. 
Welcome. I don't even feel intimidated, guys. I feel good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're not intimidating. Um, I, I love black women, you know, but there's not a lot of exposure to black women in Omaha, Nebraska for 15-year-olds or 18-year-olds or 27-year-olds, frankly, and that's why I had to leave Nebraska, guys, because I became, I became too indoctrinated with white women, you know? And I know there's only one white woman here, one of my favorite white women in the world. She really is, because we've... Pam knows me, I know Pam. We've known each other for several years. So she knows that I like white women, <laughs> you know? I like all different kinds of white women, you know? As long as they're beautiful, you know, every woman's beautiful in a way, right? <laughs> but what I, what I necessitate, what I need from a white woman is one of two things. A beautiful face. Well, there's a few more things. You need a, a good demeanor, a nice person, all that shit that you, know, you don't really need. <laughs> a nice face and one of two things, either a stout butt or, or some heavy titties, Nick. You know? <laughs> I need a stout butt or some heavy titties. <laughs> I do. I, I realize that's why I love Polish women. That's why I love Irish women. That's why I love Jewish women, frankly. <laughs> stout butts and heavy titties, guys. <laughs> I was going to say heavy boobs, but I went with titties. Heavy titties, yeah. Not just big titties, heavy ones. <laughs> heavy titties. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to talk about race or sex, and all I've talked about is race or sex, guys. You know, something about San Francisco brings it out of me. You know, I was in the, what do you call it, the Soma today, you know, and I saw this girl I used to date, you know, and I thought we left on good terms. I thought I could say what's up, and I was like, hey, Molly. And she was like, nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> she forgot about me and stopped doing drugs. Hey, come on in. <laughs> you know? Everybody always thinks I'm a drug dealer, guys. It's a race thing. It really is. Right? I look like a homeless drug dealer. And really, what I am is, you know, a housed drug middleman for real. If you think about it, you know? <laughs> That's what doctors are, guys. They're drug middlemen, you know? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I have one more minute. I have one more minute, guys. You know, I, uh, I, feel like, I feel like I'm the embodiment of Dr. King's dream. You know, it's a, it's a scary thing to say, but it's true, you know? Because I've read the whole speech. I've read the whole thing, and I found out that he also had a dream. You know, that little white boys would date little white girls repeatedly. You know, only to find they don't have much in common. You know, and their dads never like me, guys. Ever. Not once. And my mom is never like them, so it's not going to ever work. It's never going to work, guys. Think about it. It's not going to work. I didn't mean to leave this on a sad note. <laughs> But I feel, like, I feel like we've done some good work, you know? Um, we'll, we'll talk again. Thanks, guys. David Obley! The confusing part was at the end when you said little white boys would date little white girls. I think you meant little black boys would be... But yeah, you identify as white, which is scarier. That's totally maybe even... That actually might be his dream, is that everyone just identifies as white, which might actually be Martin Luther King's dream. I don't know.
My black ex-husband also would have called himself white. You're you're definitely black though. Uh, <laughs> although it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. We we're all we're all colorblind here in San Francisco. Don't you hate it when people say that? Yay, David Hobley! Yay! to your crib, get shot. You guys should stick around because we're actually giving him a guest set tonight on the Hell Hat at 8 o'clock where people pull crazy things out of a hat and then say funny things based off of the hat. Yay! And there's some weird shit in there today. You guys wrote some weird stuff on the <laughs> on the thing. Damn. Every, everything got... Uh, okay, anyways, it's going to be a fun show. Stick around. Uh, also... The treats I made this week are um, there's peanut caramel that are surrounding um, marshmallow, like a payday bar. And then there's marshmallow, or not marshmallow, there's walnut caramels that are like C's candy caramels, like those ones. But they're not dipped in the chocolate, so they're crazy. So stick around for the next show. Oh, also I made... I also made truffle pasta. So it's pappardelle pasta, but it's made with truffle salt. And I made it from scratch. And I ate some today for lunch. And I'm just getting over it. Like, I'm finally, I'm finally starting to, like, not see so many bright colors. So it's been really, it's been a lovely day. So there's that, too. But you have to cook it for three minutes in boiling water. So that's weird. I know. Your next comedian uh, showed up a little late, but he's, we're glad that he's here. Uh, he's super funny. He's new, but uh, he's be kind of come a, a stalwart on the scene. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Adam Gordon. Oh, man. Give it up for Pam. Give it up for the other comics. I came in. Two comics go. It's fire in here, man. That was great. That's awesome. I was like, damn, they're warming me up, so my lame-ass jokes will land. Love it. And then everyone in the front row left. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've done so many mics where that happens. It's like, this crowd is fucking great. Adam Gordon! Hey, great set last night, dude. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, thanks, fan base. Leaving the room, that's, that's nice. <laughs> I know, no, it's going to get a lot worse than that. Don't worry. Because the next thing I'm going to talk about is um, my wife and I are actually on a little break right now. That's just, that's just fucking real. Like, that's what's happening. Um, so far, I found a few things funny about it. Uh, one ironic twist in this whole thing is about six months ago, I was having this conversation with my wife. I said, honey, I love you so much. I love being married to you. I feel like we're just, your happiness isn't fully going on in our marriage. I really want you to start to do things you like. And she thought about it for about six months and was like, I want to get the fuck away from you. <laughs> just, I'm just going to kick that ball so it gets funny instead of sad. I'm just going to, if I just... <laughs> I'm just blowing on it. Um, get over to the funny side. Um, you know, like when you're depressed, like weird shit happens. Like you kind of come to someplace you never expected. I, I came to and I was staring at the largest jar of pretzels I'd ever seen. And apparently I'd gotten way too high and gone to Costco. How are there so many pretzels? I don't understand. How did they, who needs that many pretzels? Is someone starving for pretzels in Africa because this exists? Is that racist? I don't know, I just made it weird. I'm just not gonna look at that, I'm not gonna look at, I'm right here, right here, I'm gonna look right here at this guy. <laughs> so I came to in Costco and I looked at myself and I was wearing sweats and these shoes. 
because apparently shoelaces were just too complicated for me to figure out. Then I went to like, am I listening to music? And I looked and I had put my shirt on over my earbuds so my cord was going from the sweatpants under my shirt up into my ears because apparently I couldn't be bothered to stop listening to Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon for the three seconds it would take to put on my shirt. So I said, fuck it, no one will notice. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, my wife does say no matter what, she wants to throw my 40th birthday. That's coming up. I'm going to be 40. Well, and I am rapidly becoming a cliche of a San Francisco midlife crisis. <laughs> hey, I'm going to just stop doing real stuff and do comedy. I'll see you later, honey. We're expanding. Yeah, I'm going to go to Burning Man this year for the 11th time. So I came up with a theme for my 40th birthday. And I said, honey, I had this great idea. And tell me what you guys think of it. Like... Everyone's going to bring their coolest pair of socks and wear socks. And then at midnight, we'll have a sock off in people's underwear. It'll be really fun. And then right after that, my wife will decide to stay married to me. <laughs> All right. You guys have been awesome. Thank you for the fire room. Give it up for your host, Pam. Adam Gordon, the least likely looking person to go to Burning Man. Yay! I would never have guessed that you were a burner. That would have never come into my gestalt without you saying that. Never judge a book by its cover, especially at Burning Man, because there are no covers, because you're usually naked. All right, your next comedian, he's going to bear his soul for you guys right now. Uh, he's another super helpful guy around the station here at Mutiny. Put your hands together, everybody, for George Davis. Everybody really fucking tall tonight. Wow. Hey, everybody. That's good. Oh, cool. Maybe you relate to this. This is weird. <laughs> that that's fucked up. Maybe anybody can relate to this as this is weird. All right, I have this weird, insane, like love, jealousy, hate, something of uh, Ice Cube's perfect fucking afro he's had since like 1991. This motherfucker has been in a, thou a thousand, ten thousand fucking pictures, and I've never seen him once perfectly, perfectly quaffed. Like, I, it's shocking to me. I can't fucking shave to work. Like, <laughs> like it, it's just, it's shocking to me. Anyway, I always like that. Oh, this is weird. I just found out about Saul being really weird. Like, I always knew Paul and Saul, that whole kind of story. I never knew, like, uh, Saul went out and was like, hey, guy, can you bring me, like, 100 foreskins? And this guy did such a bang-up A-plus job, he brought him back 200. Because he's the man. <laughs> you talk about putting your fucking A game in it. All right, I forgot I was supposed to bear my soul. Okay, yeah. Remember that, like, fuck nostalgia thing that happened, like, a while ago? Like, people were like, fuck, baby. Well, they do it every fucking generation, in case you hadn't noticed. Every generation, you'll get, like, like, when I was, like, really young, they were talking about, like, ooh, the 50s were cool. And then I got to be like a little older and they were like, fuck the 50s. They got a little older and they were like, fuck the 60s. And around this time they were like, well, you know what? Like they'll embrace it and then they'll tell it to like go fuck itself. It's really weird. And then like now they do it again. But I always say there's nothing actually wrong with like remembering things from the past. You know, that's called living and shit, <laughs> right? You know, and like it's also not bad to like look at shit like happily or 
change your mind on shit, you know? Like, Goonies might not be as good as you fucking remember, you know? <laughs> I'm saying Gremlins might not be as great as you recall, you know? I'm just saying. You might want to just double check your nostalgia, you know, right? You know, don't let it, that's when it's bad. When you refuse to accept the past, when you stand there and go, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even going to look at it. I'm just going to live in the you know, pastoral plane of my memory and shit will be good from now on. That's not a thing. You know, life keeps moving with or without you, right? <laughs> right? And it doesn't fucking matter like if their minds change or not. Anyway, another dumb thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is really weird. Um I kind of figured out, I think, why like um when you look at um yeah, when you look at like black kids, when they look young, they look old, and when you get old, they look young. And I was like, well, I figured it out, because I was sitting there watching his mother, and the kid was just being a kid, like, eh, you know, eh, whatever kids do. And the mom was like, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That will age your ass so quick if you never get to smile when you're a motherfucking child, okay? So when you're about like 15, 16, and you can tell your parents to go fuck themselves, and you start smiling, that shit stays like that for the rest of your life. So you got it out of the way early when you were growing, see? So that's why, like, when you get older, that's when all that age starts running into you, because you were so happy as a child. Oh, the pool, oh, the RC car. All that bullshit. All right, anyway. Let's leave on something stupid. <sighs> I'm not going to end it like Zach Weissman, just sitting here and hum and shit. I'll do it like this. I'll, I love Zach Weissman. He knows I love him. That's crazy. But fucking, that's, I love when he lean on the wall and just... But uh, I'll do my dumb one. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. George Davis. All right. You guys, if you're wondering what we're listening to in the fills today, it's Ace the Rapper, his new album, Try Me. He sent it to me in the mail, so we play it. That's kind of how it works here. So if any of you are um, local bands or you know anybody in a local band, just have them send a CD to Mutiny Radio, and I'll, I'll play it. I don't give a fuck. All right. Your next comedian. He gives, he gives more than a fuck. I think he gives two or three fucks sometimes. Um, he definitely does every Wednesday when he's running the bomb shelter at Iron and Gold. A weekly open mic that's late night on a Wednesday. I don't know how these young kids stay awake so late. Uh, the One of the coolest things about that bar, though, is they have this uh, root beer that has alcohol in it. Super rad. So it's like, you can be a kid and an adult at the same time. Yay. Uh, just like your next comedian, super funny, Zane Barrett. Mutiny on a Friday. Who are you in the front row? I don't recognize you guys. Are you audience members? Oh, what? Look at that. Who broke the stand, Pam? Who broke this shit? Was it Ian Kung with his leaning shit? It was Ken Suzuki. Ken Suzuki. Yeah, he's a big man. He's a big man. I bet he would break it. Um, I was thinking about my childhood today a lot. And um, did anybody else get suspended from school when they were younger? 
Nobody, anybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got suspended from school. Well, it was like, it was, uh, it was a special day. It was pajama day. And they said, wear what you wear when you sleep to school. And I was real excited. And I got to school and I was ready to go. And then they suspended me. And you could imagine my disappointment because I thought it was the one day that I could go to school naked. But apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. You, you let your freak flag fly in math class and they kick you out. Kick you out peed in the corner of the room. They didn't like it. But I also, uh, I also uh, started, uh, I'm starting to get nostalgic about an ex-girlfriend of mine. Um, she just, have you ever, have you ever dated somebody where your pheromones match up really well? Like just the, like somebody that you, they just smell really good naturally to you. Does any, anybody know that? That's the idea of pheromones. That basically people who are supposed to be together and supposed to fuck like the way they smell. And if you don't, then you think they smell like shit. So it's kind of that mentality. But my ex-girlfriend, me and her just had that smell. We just thought, just naturally woke up after a night of drinking, smelled amazing. So I was, I was really upset when we broke up. Um, I mean, the whole time, her parents hated me, the whole relationship. They were really pissed off. They're like, hey, you can't date a one-year-old, but babies smell good, guys. She was a bit immature. She was a little immature. But what was the best part about it was, like, her hands were small, so my dick looked huge in them. So it was, yeah. But her parents, uh, they were, needless to say, pretty upset. No, upset. She just started kindergarten, though, so I'm glad she's doing well. She, her ABCs are really coming along, so that's, that's what you want to see in a... In another in a in a past relationship, you don't want them to die. You you want them to be doing all right, not not quite as well as you. But we'll see. We'll see. Does anybody else uh, hear about Donald Trump's budget? Anybody like what he's gonna spend money on? Basically, how I say he's basically gonna take money from everything that like people use regularly and then put it for the defense. And that's basically the, how a meth head would run his household as he was de delving deep into a paranoid depression. Like his house is basically the country. Just there's holes all over the carpet. You get need, you get like staples in your feet walking from room to room. It's terrible. The house is hot as fuck. He thinks the Chinese made the AC unit so he ripped that shit out of the wall. It's hot as fuck in there. He's bought a bunch of guns and hit them inside. He's taken the phones out because he thinks people are listening to him. He's thrown his shoe through the TV because he doesn't like the messages they're sending. And it's just him and his family starving to death in a house with a wall built on the outside because a bunch of black dudes and Mexicans are going to kill and rape his whole family. It's just him biting his nails with guns in the corner, shaking and coming off of a meth high. That's pretty much how this man is deciding to run the country. Guns and nothing else. Guns and paranoia. Too much truth? Am I too woke for you at Mutiny right now? Is that what's happening? She looks uncomfortable. You're a Republican. You're a Republican. No? Not at all? No, it just doesn't like it either. I don't like me sometimes either. I'm loud and abrasive. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, does anybody else like romantic comedies? Anybody else? Ah, yeah, me too. Me and my mom, we, we used to watch romantic comedies all the time when I was growing up. And I was home recently... And uh, it, was, it was just one of our favorites. Um, have you guys ever seen Taken? Have you ever seen Taken? Uh, yeah, Liam Neeson. It's a, it's a wonderful movie. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's basically how a father and daughter overcome adversity and the, the divorce that split them up. And they really came back together at the end of this movie. So basically the daughter gets taken by a smooth-talking European and then thrown into sex slavery in Europe. And right before the cock goes in her mouth, her dad scoops her up and he takes her home. It's a beautiful, wonderful story. But I was like, wow. Wow, that would never happen in my life. I never knew anybody who would go through that. And guess what? I figured out I did. I've known her since I was 10, 
Her name's Carmen San Diego, and I was chasing that bitch around Europe for years. Never found her. You know why? Because the end of that game is not for children. It's her in an alleyway in Russia somewhere with no face or hands and her pussy's blown out like a garbage bag. That's not how you end a children's video game, guys. It's too real. It's too real. I thought I was learning about the world. No, it was something much darker. Something much, much darker. All right. Well, yeah, that's it for me. I hope you guys have a great Friday. <laughs> All right. Shane Barrett, he knows where Carmen San Diego is, is. The pieces of her body are all over. There's some in San Diego. There's some in there's some in Moscow. There's some in Puerto Rico. It's all over. Where is Carmen San Diego? Where are her individual fingers? Yay! I appreciated that joke, Zane. Your next comedian is another new guy. So be rad, you guys, and clap like you haven't clapped yet for Ame Way. Hi, everyone. <laughs> well, well, as you can tell from my Asian face and my accent, I'm obviously not from here. Yeah, I'm from Taiwan. And I've been in this country for only two years. And this is my first time being in San Francisco, my second day. And I think San Francisco is, Cisco is like a heaven for gay guys that you guys know. But for me, it's not because of Castro. So yesterday, I was walking down the Tenderloin neighborhood. And I just thought, oh, wow, everything is so weird, but so good. I have this epiphany. It's like, it smells like every person in San Francisco wants to give me a golden shower. <laughs> Just smell like peace. <laughs> it's so, anyway. Yeah, and this is not only my first time being in San Francisco, also my first time doing stand-up. Yeah. I'm like a double virgin. <laughs> and I'm losing my virginity to you guys. We are having an OG here. But anyways, so... The reason why I came to this country is because I watched a TV show, Two Poor Girls, and it gave me an American dream. You know, Two Poor Girls is like the most offensive TV show you could watch on this planet. It's like against Asian, African-American, female, like every creature on the planet will be offended. Even your grandma will be offended. And, but there are a lot of left tracks in the show, and I don't know why. I was so like, Shock, why does people laugh at this shit? So I have this like moment I realized, okay, I'm going to America and I'm going to have my own show and I'm going to offend everybody. So I told my mom, hey mom, I want to go to Hollywood to write a TV show and to offend everybody. And my, my mom was like, you know, it's a big, big chunk of money and you know, being away from home from Taiwan to come to America. So my mom was like, you son of a bitch! You know, I have a Taiwanese dream now. I wish you never came off my vagina. <laughs> but I have already came off his vagina, so she cannot do anything to me. So I came to this country, and I want to write, so I write every day. I want to write the shit out of my hands. <laughs> Speaking of shit, don't you feel weird? It's like, why is your asshole is like down there? If your asshole is like, in your hand, so you can shift on your hand, and this can be like a, a weapon. It's like, 
you know, when somebody like approaching you and you don't like, just shh 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 shh, and we can solve gun violence too. <laughs> we don't need gun. But so I came here and I write, yeah, to achieve my American dream. And what happened to my American dream? Donald Trump becomes the president. I don't know what are you guys doing to this country. I really don't know. You know, he hates foreigner. He hates an uh, LGBT minority. And I'm an international student who happens to be an Asian, who happens to be a gay. So like, what the fuck is here? Yeah. I'm here to offend people. I'm not here to be offended. <laughs> so what do you guys do to my dream? Yeah. I really don't know. This is so fucked up. So I, so, so I decide to change my dream. Like I said, I'm a gay guy. I suck dick and I suck good. <laughs> so I decide to suck every dick that I run into. Latino, white, African-American, African, Indian, American, Indian, even Donald Trump's dick, I will suck. <laughs> but anyways, so it's like you're walking into a, like a, a restaurant and like the server present a menu of old, old dicks and I was like, okay, I want three Guillo Mexican dick with macaroni on the side. So I went on Grinder and this guy is like, his profile is like young plus twink plus plus smooth plus 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 sound like me, I'm gonna fuck this guy. So I messaged him and he replied me, no Asians. I was like, okay. I was like driving in a car and see the real window, like I'm young, I'm twink, I'm smooth, I'm gonna fuck this guy and there is a stop sign in front of me saying no Asians. I want to use my hand to shelve his face. I swear to God, if I become a famous TV writer in the future and I met this guy, I'm gonna drag him in front of me. I'm gonna cut off his dick. I'm gonna smash his dick. Eat his dick with macaroni on the side. And I'm gonna choke off to his face and force him to swallow my Asian cum. And that is my American dream. Dream. He won. I love you, Dream. It's so scary. Dream is so scary, but I believe in all dreams. Welcome to America, Amei Wang. Welcome to comedy. Everybody clap again. It's first time, Amei Wang. Hey, gonna eat the dick. What? Gonna eat the dick. Okay, cool. Um, Roman Leo still isn't here. James Mara still isn't here. I'm just saying question mark. James is here. Is James? He's on his way. Jeff Dean isn't here. Is Patrick Lewis here? I don't know. Patrick Lewis is here. Hey, everybody, your next comedian is here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you can top the eating dicks. I mean, I have a lot of jokes about eating dick, but that last one was wow. That was amazing. Your next comedian, everybody, clap wildly for Patrick Lewis. Cut off. Cut off. Cut your ass off. Cut off. No, you are odd, bitch. Oh, is that good? Oh, great. Now everyone can hear me. Oh, people on the radio who weren't able to hear those last couple of seconds. I just tore the house down. Everyone was in stitches. People were dying on the floor. Laughter, physical laughter, tangible like laughter that you could see was exuding like pus from their eyes. It was uh, a paramedics are on their way. Uh, I was at an open mic recently. 
and uh, the uh, host opened up by talking about which inanimate objects from uh, the Harry Potter series they were most like. And one of them said, uh, the Elder Wand, because they're they're stiff and they're very powerful. And the other person said, ah, the Invisibility Cloak, because I, I'm very stealthy. And I always thought that I'd be uh, the Polyjuice Potion, because then, at least on two occasions, Emma Watson would put me in her mouth. And I think that's something we would all like to aspire to. Great goal for all of us. And then inadvertently, I turned her into a cat the first time. But I mean, everyone has like weird sex stories, so. Read the books, guys. That's what happens. Um, oh, guys, I was in such a good mood the other day. But then I realized that um, because uh, I've been blacking out recently, I don't know things about myself the same way I used to know about myself. Like, I used to know facts quantifiable facts about how many times I participated in certain activities. How many times have I masturbated with toothpaste? Two times, I used to think. Once out of curiosity and once out of masochistic arousal. Now I don't know. Now it's at least two. Speaking of which, I had to get rid of my uh, my electric toothbrush the other day. I didn't like the way my girlfriend was looking at it. <laughs> it can do everything I can and clean her teeth. I can't, I can't measure up to that. Uh, oh, but I was very happy the other day. I saw a homeless guy. No, I wasn't happy because I saw the homeless guy. Those are like purely independent. But I was happy, and then I saw the homeless guy, and he was like, hey, man, can you spare me a dollar? And I was like, I got to milk this. I got to make this worth it. So I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, dog. But I can spare 10 Alexander Hamilton right into his hands. Oh, it was magical. The look on his eyes when we met. Ah, it's, that's a silly joke. I didn't give him a shit. <laughs> um, uh, but I've been doing a lot of interviews recently, and I really I feel nostalgic for how interviews used to be, like back in the medieval times. Do you guys realize that if you wanted to be like an archer or like a knight in something back in the old days, you just had to be able to see okay? Like, <laughs> like, they didn't have glasses, so like the interview was probably just like, oh, can you uh, can you see that guy over there? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I can see that guy. Can you see that that other guy way way over there? Yeah, I can still kind of see him. Oh wow, here's a bow. Welcome to the king's service. Yeah, report on Monday. Bring your own arrows, <laughs> and that was it. No coding, whiteboarding. Ugh. Um. Oh man, I was. Uh, thinking about how it, sometimes it is it's not as hard to be a white guy in Trump's America obviously but there are some weird nuances that I'm adjusting to like uh, back in January I went to uh, the women's march on Market Street Did anyone else go to that it was fantastic it felt empowering but the weird thing was um, some of the female protesters said I had to leave because my very presence was apparently a danger to the protest and all the participants themselves. At least that's what I thought they said. I was driving really fast. So could have missed it. Oh, man. One really like golden moment that people listening on the radio probably didn't hear is um, when these like little red hots are being passed around by uh, our physician comedian who's left now. One person uh, refused them and he kind of just got very serious for a second and said, you don't fuck with red hots? was uh, looking behind the curtain into its priorities of candy. I mean, give him a try. That's all I got for you guys tonight. Thank you so much. 
Try to get the deuce, deuce, nigga. I'm Patrick Lewis, everyone. Yay. And then yay. Uh, hey, this is, uh, it's still, it's a very exciting. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being here. They were here to support Ah uh, May Wang's first comedic debut. He still got his, he still has a little carrying case with him. He's going to off next time. to that. It was his first time ever first doing, time first time watching comedy, first time doing comedy, first times, all the times. Crazy things happen here at Mutiny Radio. Thank God it's all, it's all recorded for your benefit. Thanks for listening. Whatever 7,000 insane people download this every month. I have no idea who you are or why you choose to do this, but thank you. Uh, James Mara isn't here yet, I believe. Nor is Jeff Dean, nor is AJ DeMello. So uh, we'll just turn up the music, listen to a little bit of Ace to Rapper, and smoke some cigarettes and come back when the rest of the comedians come. Hey, listening audience, don't say goodbye. Just say see ya in a minute. Again, we're going to go smoke outside for a little bit. We'll be right back with more Happy Hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. Trying to call me up, trying to call my line. Be like, what you want, nigga, wasting time. Trying to fuck your bitch, fuck her on the side. Then I fuck her, no 69. Now I got a strong, want to fuck with me. I be like, nah, nah, fuck a shorty. I don't need a cup on no bitch. Never wipe a thigh, I can't wipe a bitch. Set me up, and I know that you posted on the block with a thought. And you copping with them shots. Shot, 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 shot. Yeah, you tried to set me up, and I'm still on the block. I ain't never gonna wear it, cause I'm popping rice. Rolling on the block, you know that it's dark. I ain't even coming soon. I know I see them shots. What you really wanna know? Popping, popping on these stocks, and they fucking up for free. I know they popping rice, pop a molly pop, put you know that they fucking, that they fucking. Rolling on the block, I catch a thought. What you really wanna see? But you just with them hops, and I'm looking at these niggas. They claim, but they a savage, they ain't even weird shit These niggas, they can't have it been a brother through the hundreds I know that she wasn't what you really wanna come But know that you fucking, but you tried to set me up I know that you learning what you really wanna know I know you on dirt and I be bustin' I ain't never stunned on the block Fuckin' with a real nigga, but you might get shot And I pop a molly, and I know you got ops Fuckin' with a savage, yeah, finna get pop Pull up to your crib, get shot it's a mission, get the body drop. What you really wanna know? And I'm finna pops in the shots everywhere. And you get the body drop, yeah. Put them in the coffin, you ain't talking about nothing. Six feet under, and you know that it's busting in. Finna be World War One, know it's coming. You ain't never seen nothing, but I know that I'm coming. Try to set
set me up, but I know that I'm coming 11th on Racine, and you know that I'm busting Tryna send shots, but I know that you coming And I try to call your phone, but know that you stunning Sending all the niggas out the crib, I know they running Try to set me up, and you know it's busting I ain't never coming, but you stunning Finna fin shoot them up, and you know it's busting Rolling through the hundreds, I know that she busting What you really wanna come, but no Link up, 
fuck with, I don't fuck with fool motherfuckers in the field. I don't even fuck with fool little bitch. Know they off a pill. Off the Zennies, off the flat, and they head spinning. Got, got they hard racing. Got them off the drug. Off the lean, got them leaning. Got they mind fucked up, now they leaning. Hurt they fainting. Tryna take some shit, I don't trust none. I don't trust no bitches, I don't trust these niggas. I don't even trust them in the field, and I always see them. Pain pocket inch, trying to take my money, and you know I got it. Keep it all on me. Trying to take it, trying to take everything. Keep everything, gotta keep it close to me. I don't even trust nobody, I don't even trust a thing. I don't even trust no op, I don't even trust a scene. Can't, can't trust nobody in the world. Can't trust a bro, bitch. Can't trust a bro, girl. Ain't got money, so I can't trust you. I can't even wife you, bitch. I can't cuff you. I can't even trust nobody. Keep my wallet real close to me. I don't even trust none. I can't trust nobody in the field. No niggas. No bitch. I don't even trust them. I don't trust nobody. I don't trust them. Got fucked up. I don't even trust one. Can't even trust a bitch. I don't trust them. Can't even trust a nigga. I don't trust them. Got a blue dolphin. I know they all fit. You're still enjoying the break here at Mutiny Radio. We are coming back with more Happy Hour comics. We still have James Mara, who's going to come up. He's the host of Every Saturday. If you guys haven't been here, you need to come by from 4 to 6. It's James and Austin's cool show where comedians get lots of time. It's really fun. There's great pre-sign. It's really open. It's really lovely. It's every Saturday from 4 to 6. He's going to be coming up. Also, AJ DeMello all the way out of Modesto here tonight. Going to be coming up in a few minutes. That's exciting. I hope that you're enjoying Ace the Rapper. Try this. We've been trying it. We like it. He's out of Oakland. Send me your CDs, people. 2781 21st Street. That is the uh, address here. 94110. Address that to Mutiny Radio and send me your CD and I will play it. Because I don't give a fuck. Also, uh, local people are awesome and that means we don't ever have to pay them. Because <laughs> you gave it to us. Yeah. So keep listening to Mutiny Radio. We're going to be back with some more comedians in just a few seconds. Keep holding fast. And uh, stay tuned. 8 o'clock tonight, Pam Comedy Clubhouse. Everyone loves a Hell Hat. Hell Hat show tonight with uh, James Mara again. Brooke Heineken, Joseph Ugalde, Marcy Rogo, Chris Berelick, Luisa Isbell, Brian Blanco, and special guest of the night, Dr. David Hobley. Coming all the way back out of obscurity, back into the Mutiny Radio fold. We're so glad that he's here. Big thanks to Jonathan Moore, hanging out, gonna run the door tonight, deal with those treats and the whatnot. Uh, big shout out to George Davis, who's always helpful as well. We're gonna be back in just a few minutes with more comedy.
shit down, tryna see what they talking about. You already know, cause I know I got clout. Tryna promote my music on TV, tryna see who I am. All right, we're gonna get it back started up. Your next comedian, again, he runs an amazing show every Saturday from 4 to 6. That's here at Mutiny Radio. It's called James and Austin's Cool Show. It is a great open mic. You guys should all come down, but right now you get to enjoy the comedy of James Mara. What's up, guys? How, how we doing? Doing all right? Um, do you guys know my least favorite race at the Olympics? Asians. I'm just kidding. It's white people, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm not a racist or anything. Um, guys, so uh, do you guys know when, like, you guys know when, like, someone's definitely racist, but they have the one black friend, and it, like, fucks with your argument? That's literally Donald Trump and Ben Carson, guys. It's fucking, it's the worst. Uh, ben Carson's definitely the least woke black dude out there. <laughs> No, like, literally, he's fucking sleepy as fuck, guys. Like, he's... Someone gave him way too many Ambien. Um, the other day, uh, he said something pretty interesting. He referred to uh, slaves as immigrants. That that was interesting. Because, I mean, technically, he's right, you know? Like, a slave is a type of immigrant. But he's leaving some pretty important parts out of that one. You know what I mean? Like... Like, I feel like calling a slave an immigrant would be like if we called Rihanna Chris Brown's kickboxing partner. <laughs> Technically, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, alternate. You know how some movies have alternate endings? Here's an alternate punchline for that one that Zane gave me. Uh, it would be like calling O.J. Simpson's wife his fencing partner. There we go. We're A-B testing that one, guys. We're in Silicon Valley here. We're here in Silicon Valley. Um, thank you, thank you, Pam. Um, what else? Oh yeah, the other day, uh, oh yeah, Betsy DeVos. Like the whole Trump, the whole, there's like, a, there's like a theme with the Trump guys, like it's all about choice. You know, like Betsy DeVos called uh, historically black colleges a great example of school choice. Without, you know, she left out the fact that like we black people couldn't actually go to the other colleges <laughs> I, I wonder if she's bummed that so many black people decided chose to hang themselves over the years <laughs> I don't know do you think she considered those dropouts I don't know who knows who knows um zing um so guys so so in 2017 like white privilege is like you know, it's like easier to get a job, easier to get like cast in a movie or whatever. Growing up, white privilege was being able to talk back to your parents without getting your ass beat for me. Um, I had this one white friend growing up. Okay, let's be real, I had more than just one. But uh, this is one of my friend growing up and uh, I was over at his house and his dad was like, Clark, you need to clean your room. And Clark just went, fuck you, dad, and walked right past him. And his dad looked at me and I was like, oh shit, what's about to go down? And his dad just goes, well, he's in the mood, isn't he? And that was it. He didn't have to clean his room, guys. It was like, I was like, holy shit, like this is, I didn't know this was a thing. So the next day I was hanging out with my black friends and, uh, and I was like, guys, next time your dad's tripping, just say fuck you right to his face and walk right past him, all right? He'll respect you as a man 
and it'll be extremely cathartic. Do you guys know what happened to those black kids? Nothing, they didn't have dads. That's a problem in our community. Um, guys, the other day, so the other day I was uh, sucking on my girlfriend's titties. Thanks. Um, and she goes, who taught you how to suck these white titties? And I went, my mom, because I was breastfed. My mom's white. Um, how am I doing on time, Pam? Okay. Um, do, 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 do we have new stuff? I wouldn't say I'm like into bondage porn, but I'm not not into it. Do you guys know? What I, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that I like search for it, but like I can't control what they put in the recommended videos, or like the videos you have watched. Or like the favorited videos section, you know, like it's like if, if my therapist were to talk to you, it wouldn't be like the first thing. It wouldn't be like the first thing that came up, but like it would come up. Do you guys know? Do you, Pam, that's really all I have. I'm not going to try to milk this one. Uh, guys, give it up for Pam. Thanks. This was fun. Yay, James. Uh, you made me think of a joke I haven't done in a long time, and I'm going to do it, and you're going to tell me if it's racist or not. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but uh, the KKK adopted a highway in Georgia. Uh, and before you get all up in arms, because uh, they're changing the asphalt from black to white, it's not a race thing. It's actually a green uh, thing. They're only going to be using the recycled bones of dead Jews. And then, well, it's, no, it's super, it's super green though. It's super green because they're gonna take away all the the the, the signs, and uh, they're gonna make them solar, and they'll actually be hanging those from the trees next Tuesday. So that'll be. And then there's gonna be no more electric street lamps or whatever. Just uh, just really great renewable resource burning crosses. Uh, from here all down the KKK highway. Did, did you know that Gordon Lightfoot was a racist? That's not true. I just made that up. That's slander. That has nothing to do with the joke. Okay, James, that's the joke. Is that a good joke? Uh, I, think he, I think it went on a little long, but I like it. It went on a little long. It's an, old, it's an old joke. It's like a four-year-old joke of mine. I just haven't told it in a while, and your racist jokes made me think of it, and I was like, ooh, is that joke still viable? Recycled bones of dead Jews. That's where. That's my favorite part of it. Maybe I should switch around that thing so the recycled bones of dead Jews are at the end. Oh shit! How very exciting for all of us. Uh, everybody clap for James Morrow one more time. Yay! And you're all gonna go to his open mic on Saturdays from four to six here at the station. Just so you guys know, we actually have five open mics a week now. So we have the happy hour that you're listening to right now on Fridays from six to eight. You have James and Austin's cool show on Saturday from four to six. On Mondays from six to eight, it's the joke workshop. Tuesdays eight to ten is the six sad open mic, and Wednesdays eight to ten is Trish and Dan face oblivion. So that's five open mics a week for you guys here at Mutiny Radio. So keep coming back, coming on by. It looks like we are out of comedians for the night, which is 
fine. It just means we'll all hang out until the Hell Hat Show, which is coming up next. It's Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. A mere $5 donation, and you get a treat and a great show. Uh, tonight's treats are walnut caramels, and also there's uh, some peanut ones if people don't like walnuts. And if you want to be adventurous, instead you can get the truffle pasta, and, uh, but you have to boil it in uh, boiling water for three minutes and then you know eat it with something. But it's like twice as strong as everything else. I know it's a lot for men to deal with. They're like, oh, I just want to eat the treat. Uh, but hang out here in Mutiny Radio. Donate money. Check out our thing. Like us on Facebook. Next week, uh, Pamtastics on the 31st is actually the roast of Jonathan Moore. So if you know... My wonderful boyfriend, we're going to make fun of him, (laughs) which I'm afraid it's mostly going to be shots fired at me, because how can you say anything mean about Jonathan Moore? He's like the nicest human being alive. So uh, it'll be fun. I think everyone will just make fun of me instead. But come back next week. Until then, uh, hey, thanks for listening to Happy Hour. Does anybody have any shows they want to promote? They want to get up on stage right now. Does anybody have anything they want to promote in the next week or the next coming weeks? You got any shows? Anybody on any showcases upcoming? No one's on any shows. No one has anything going on. None of these comedians uh, are uh, booked on anything. That's fine. I'm booked next Tuesday at Brainwash. It's one of the cookies and comedy with um, Tony Sparks. So I'm going to be over there doing that. No one has anything to plug. All right. Uh, Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here tonight on the... Yeah, next Wednesday on uh, Trish and Dan's is uh, the last of the month. They always do a showcase. So that'll be happening. But they're usually sold out. So right on. All right, everybody, thanks for being here. Yay! Never ever come for thought. Cause I know she on the block. Rolling on my block and get pop. Never couple bitch, I know she a thought. On the book, everybody tryna come. I can't even wipe a bitch, nah. Leave a couple Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tushar Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere 
$5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control for the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and life. Hey, everybody. It's exciting. We have another comedian. He just showed up, so we're going to give him some time. Everybody... Clap your hands wildly for the very funny Jeff Dean! Give it up, yeah! Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody! I recently got laid off, not fired, laid off. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm looking for new jobs, and uh, I'm noticing that I'm, I keep getting retargeted ads on for companies that rejected me in the interview process. And it kind of feels like they're like rubbing it in, you know? Like like on Facebook and on YouTube. That'd be like if, you know, a girl dumped me and then like her and her new boyfriend are on the top of my newsfeed every time on Facebook, which is actually the case. That's happening. Um, 
But it'd be like if I blocked my girlfriend and they went to YouTube and it was like, oh, crazy. Your girl, your ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend just started a video blog about their love. We figured based on how much you researched her Facebook profile, you'd be interested in viewing. Um, yeah, I found out that my ex is talking to a new guy on Venmo using, yeah. I was looking through the payments because the people try to be funny on there and like, oh, blowjob. I paid for the a blowjob from my guy friend. <laughs> That's funny. We're not gay. Oh. You know. Uh, and I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is getting my ex-girlfriend to pay for half of shit, you know? Like, she never paid half of anything when we were dating. She'd always complain, oh, Jeff, why would I have to pay for half of this dinner? It's my birthday. Like, shut up, you know? Fuck. Um, I got an Uber pool, or an Uber, just a regular Uber the other day. Yeah, yeah, and it told me that the driver was hearing impaired. Has anyone gotten that before? No. Yeah? Um, and I was like, oh, that's great to know. That means I can fart audibly and he'll never know, right? Uh, so I did. Um, I think he found out that I tried to roll down the windows. Uh, there were child locks on. Um, I'm pretty sure he knew he started yelling at me, but I couldn't understand anything he was saying. Um, my favorite part about that joke is that the people who would be most offended by that joke will never hear it, you know? Thanks, Pam. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Um, mm, I, uh, oh, I, I do have a new girlfriend, though. That's pretty exciting, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were watching Silver Linings Playbook, great film, with Bradley Cooper. And she was like, oh, my God, Bradley Cooper. He's my favorite. He's my free pass. And I was like, what is a free pass? And she's like, oh, you don't know what a free pass is? All couples do that. It's where you and I both get to choose anyone in the entire world that we can have sex with, and we won't get mad at each other for it. And I was like, oh my God, that's interesting. She chose Bradley Cooper. I chose my ex-girlfriend. Um, she did not like that. She was like, you're supposed to pick a celebrity, you idiot. And I'm like, that's the what celebrity would you like to have sex with game. I thought I was just being realistic. She's not going to have sex with Bradley Cooper. Are you kidding? She has no chance. I don't have sex with girls who have sex with Bradley Cooper. You know, I'd like to think I'm good looking, but I'm not on that level. And he's famous. Anyway. All I'm saying is, I'm, I defend my choice. You know, I've never cheated on a girl. I never plan to cheat on a girl. But I do drink, and I've made a few mistakes in my life. And all I'm saying, if something happens... It'd be convenient to have a free pass, you know? Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's been my time. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pam. Jeff Dean. Even likable when he talks about cheating on his girlfriend. Yay. The interminably likable Jeff Dean. We have one more comedian for you. It's her first time going up, I think. I'm really excited to see what she's going to do. She's been hanging out all night as a badass audience member. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Charlene. Uh, 
yeah, I just was chilling. I was having dinner around the corner and knew this was going on, so why not find a free place to sit down where it's not raining? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a southern kitchen around the corner from here. It, it got me really nervous because I walked in and there was no black people on the staff, like at all. But it was the most like it was the most like diverse diverse staff that I've seen like they had an Indian guy seat me they had an Asian guy take my order and they had like Mexico like swear to God that his name was Raphael cooking the jambalaya in the back <laughs> um, it wasn't that bad but I mean that was the first type of jambalaya I had um, so I, I can't really be the authentication police um, but I figured I'd come up because there's some stuff I need to work through um, <laughs> I want to talk about some crazy people like those crazy ass people who love their dogs like too much. So I go to uh, the SFCC comedy college thing, right? So after class writing, walking out with one of these students, I met her like probably the first session, it's now like the second session. She's walking along, she's like, you know this old like full gray hair, like cool, like mom-ish. She looked really pretty, looked young, but she was definitely old because she had like, you know, all white hair. She seems cool. Um, and so we're talking, you know, about like, the set we just did, she was newish, and we're walking down the street, and we get to the part where we're supposed to go our separate ways, you know, and she asks, like, oh, where, what are you, what are you gonna do? It's like, I don't know, I'll probably grab some pizza and then a bus ride home, and she's like, oh, is it good pizza? You know, is, is it like Chicago or New York? Like, obviously, she wants to come along with me, you know, so it's like, hey, let's go get something. So we end up at the pizza place, we're talking, and then she tells me she's been going through some shit, and her dog just died. And I was like, oh, God, like, that sucks. And she asked, like, do you want to see it? You, you want to see a picture of it? Like, yeah, like, I guess, that, I guess, you know, that's something you should say. Like, yeah, sure, let's see this thing. And so she pulls out the picture. She shows me the picture of the ugliest dog I've ever seen. Like, it's fur is all fucked up and spiked in crazy ass ways its teeth are bared like the biggest it's like a small white dog too and its eyes are like cloudy and like bluish and i'm just sitting there I'm just, i don't know what to say i'm just like staring and she tells me she's like oh he's dead there <laughs> again i'm just like like oh and then she swipes and now she's standing next to the dog she's holding it posing with the dead dog and then she swipes again and now she's holding the dead dog but she's kissing it with her red lipstick and it's white fur and I'm just like, ooh, wow, you know? And then she's like, yeah, we got it cremated. And then she swipes again, and she's like, oh, that's its bones. She just shows me a pile of its bones, and then she swipes again, and she shows me the fire it was cremated in. Like, like, I don't know, I don't know what to expect from now on. I don't know, I don't, I'm scared for the next swipe. And she swipes again, thank God. This one's the dog looking all derpy, and she's like, oh, here you go. And I, was, and I was like, oh, the only thing I can think to say is, it looks a lot better there. <laughs> it's, it's finally alive. And it was just one of those, like, going through it, you're like, I don't, what the fuck just happened, you know? Like, that's the story she decided, like, she leads with that picture. Like, we're going through this comedy class. It's not even the beginner class. It's, like, 
the ending class and this is what you think you should show me like I'm sitting here trying to figure out funny shit to say and you do this and then of course later she's talking about how much she hates other people in the class and she wants to write like roasting jokes about them it's like how the fuck are you gonna do that and do this and she has like a 19 year old daughter I'm like did your daughter know you pull this shit I called my mom and I'm like mom you better not pull this shit right now I swear to god if I find out you've been doing some crazy ass shit and what made it worse is she was black guys like you think it was white chicks or crazy ass in love with their dog it's black guys so i mean we're all fucked up so thanks that's about it <laughs> yay yay charlene yay i'm so glad that you got up and that you talked about that disgusting horrible thing that happened to you dead dogs yay uh hey everybody that's been the happy hour thanks so much for sticking around keep sticking around because coming up next is pam tassi's comedy clubhouse here on mutiny radio yay Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tushar Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine.